Well, hello, and uh, welcome to Sunday Encore, where we have candid conversations about the practical applications of Sunday's message. Well, we are back for another episode of Sunday Encore, where we sit down and recall the truth of Sunday's message and consider some of the practical applications to our everyday lives. And again, if you've been watching or listening to this podcast, we just encourage you to share it and like it and rate it or even leave a comment if you're watching on YouTube. And uh, listen, we just are are just encouraged by the idea of being able to talk about God's Word and share the gospel message in this kind of medium. And so... If you want to help us spread the word and kind of maybe you never know, you never know who's going to listen to the other side. So we appreciate your help in doing so. I We're switching tables here. We're switching sides of the table. Figuratively, I'm still in my seat. Not physically. <laughs> still in my seat. But uh, this... That would be wrong. Yeah, yeah. I'm your host, Adam, and this is my friend, Spencer. Hello. And uh, Spencer spoke on Sunday. So we kind of flipped the, sh- we kind of flipped the table a little bit. And How do said, you feel about that right now? <laughs> I absolutely loved it. You know, I absolutely loved it. I tell you what, and I said it when I set you up, I said one of the joys of my life is seeing people do ministry mm. um, and seeing people in our community serve, whether it's lead worship or preach or lead a small group. I, I, I think one of the joys of paying pastoring is releasing people into ministry. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously I have a different affinity to you because I've seen you and known you for years and years and years mm-hmm. and seen you grow up. But I think you are an amazing communicator. <laughs> Thanks. I do. I'm, I'm going public with it. <laughs> Stop. It's public as a city on a hill. Okay. And uh, anyway, I, I love it. I, I love sitting under your, your leading, your teaching. And obviously this topic, as we talk about the creatures of habit, we're in our mm-hmm. creatures of habit series uh, understanding that we form habits, but then our habits eventually form us. And so how do we develop spiritual habits that that form us into uh, images of Christ? Mm-hmm. You know, And so we talked about prayer, we talked about fasting, and yeah. this week you took us right into study, which I know is a passion of yours, mm-hmm. know God's word, read God's word. Right now you're in the shred. Oh, Come yeah. on, tell people what shred. the shred is, Spencer. <laughs> Should, I don't, I don't talk about it because... Uh, I set you up. You got to do it. Yeah, I'll tell. Do we tell you? I'll no, tell it's people. fine. I just read the Bi- the whole Bible in thirty days in, every January. Yeah. So this it's, is my sixth shred, and he does it in Greek. No, <laughs> imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I read the Septuagint in thirty days. Uh, no, yeah, no, but it's awesome. It's really cool uh, to uh, consume the scriptures in, in a, a different in a, way, in a very different way. Yeah. Exactly, just the big, big, big story arc. Yeah. Of, of the story of God, yeah, the story of totally. God, not the stories or right. a story, but the story yeah. of God. A huge thing about that too is like, and we'll get into this in our conversation, but like the Bible, I've heard it say like the Bible is not a book, it's a library, mm. which yeah, is the library of scripture, which yeah. is true, but it's also whole. So it's it has many different contexts, but in the one whole context. Mm-hmm. So it, it is a library in and of itself that it's not like one book written by one author. It's 66 books written by almost 40 authors, but it has a whole story from start to finish. It's right. cohesive. Right. It's complete. Um, so the context in and of itself of the Bible is 
is an important thing to remember too. Absolutely. I digress. Well, it was interesting. So we talked about these, we're, we're kind of connecting these ideas of creatures to habit. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get you to kind of unpack that for those yeah, yeah, who yeah. didn't listen to it or maybe just dive in a little bit deeper. But we talked about how prayer week one connects us to God, yeah. right? So prayer is an opportunity for us to connect with God. It's a relational interaction to know God. Very good. We understand that fasting week two was this idea of, listen, in order to connect with God fully, a lot of us times we need to go through the spiritual discipline of fasting, of disconnecting from the world because mm-hmm. we don't realize how much the world you know, has got its talents in us or how distracted yeah. we are or how consu- sure how full we are. or yeah, how Physical realities. It's huge. And so this reality of getting disconnecting from the world in order to connect with God. And you introduced this idea, which I mean, it's not a new idea, but just kind of connecting the dots at Scripture is really God's way of connecting with us. Mm-hmm. And I love how you started off like, hey, if I could tell you, you could know the, the will of God mm-hmm. or a, a better way to live or understand the heart of God or to hear God's voice, would you want to know what that is? Mm-hmm. And, and obviously, you know, understanding that that's what the word of God actually is. It's mm-hmm. all those things. It's the, it's, the, it's the better way to live. It's mm-hmm. the hearing the voice of God. It's mm-hmm. understanding the heart of God. Um, and we have this beautiful invitation to not just read it and to learn it, but to actually, for many of us, own it like we it's in our hands mm-hmm. it's accessible it's available which again new test new testament church uh first century church rather not plausible really all the way up until the oh. printing press really yeah where people only heard the, the word of god through yeah going to church or going really? to temple and hearing the priest or the minister share the word of god and then they discuss it together so just beautiful privilege that many of us take for granted. Many of us have stacks of Bibles at home in different translations and, you know, and we don't yes. open any of them, you know? And so what a beautiful privilege. And so lean us into this idea of study. What does this mean? Or how does this make us creatures of habit? What's the, what's the breath of it or the good, the, the goodness of it that yeah, you just yeah. want us to get in love, fall in love with? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And you totally set it up. Like the Bible is bread it's sustenance it's everything we need it's our provision in that um it's the foundation in which we base our lives upon because it's how we know god Mm -hmm. um so a simple definition there's a million different definitions but it's the story that leads us to jesus and invites us to become more like jesus Mm -hmm. um and that's the whole point of creating these habits and allowing it to form it so that we could be led to Jesus to know him, but actually also be formed into his likeness right. and character. And that's what scripture does if you allow it to, mm-hmm. if you allow it to actually transform your life. And we just kind of set a precedence, a reality that we approach the scriptures with the presupposition that God authored it, that mm-hmm. all scriptures God breathed, um, that and I won't go through it, all the nuances of it, but that it's true. Right. Full stop. Yeah, it's uh, incapable of making mistake or error. It's sufficient, which means it's whole. You don't need anything else for the Christian life aside from what the scriptures have. Mm-hmm. Um, can the Holy Spirit speak to us today in various different ways? Yes, of course He can, and He does. But I don't need anything more than what the scriptures mm-hmm. have to offer me. Yeah, commentaries are great. Yeah, books about the Bible and oh, about scripture amazing. are great. They're great yeah. assets. They're great additions. Incredibly to, helpful. But they do not supplement. No, they do not. They're not subsidiary or yeah. You know, substitute. What's yep. the word I'm looking for? Yep. You don't substitute them for the actual word of God. No, nor are they uh, equal to no in any way. Um, so they're true. The Bible's true. That's that's how we read it. 
Um, Jesus says, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. True. So the Bible's sufficient, um, and ultimately, and most importantly, it's authoritative. Mm-hmm. Cover to cover, Genesis to Revelation. Jesus, Jesus' Bible was the Old Testament, and he spoke about it like it was authoritative. Right. So therefore, if my Lord believes that all of Scripture is authoritative, then it better be the authority in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, um, me submit to its way. Uh, of living, it's it's truth. What what it says is true is true, not what I feel like it should say is true is right. true. So it's the ultimate authority, and obviously it gets its authority from God being the author. Mm-hmm. Um, so we read the Bible in the kind of the heart of it is you could name a million different reasons why you should read the Bible, but just three very simple reasons Mm -hmm. um, that I kind of laid out in the message was to know, to live and to share, to know is just simply to know God, to, to know his character, to know his heart, to know who he is. Um, Another way that I've described the Bible before is it's, it's God's self revelation or identification to his people Mm -hmm. that he in a relationship gets to, define who he is he's god and he defines that in scripture and we don't get to make him out to be something that the scriptures right doesn't say that he is so we know him um and his character first and foremost through the scriptures and john 17 this is eternal life that they know you the only true god and jesus christ whom you have sent yeah it's actually the ability to know god and be known by god is the first step in the reality of really any of these. And things, if that's but, the only step, come on, is yeah, that not seriously. sufficient? Is that enough? not enough to want to read the Bible? To want to read the Bible, to actually know God yeah. and not just know about God. And totally. I think this is the thing that I keep leaning into. It's like, listen, I don't want to, I don't want to be a people who just know about God, mm-hmm. who know about his works, mm-hmm. who know about his character, who know about his authority. I want to, I want to know God. Mm-hmm. And the beautiful thing is he invites us into that relationship. Absolutely. Like that's the, that's the, that's the invitation is whether we're going to receive that invitation, accept yeah. the invitation. So I think that's beautiful. Just the fact we can understand the heart of God, know the heart of God by just opening his word and reading his words. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And, uh, secondly, live, um, one first part of that is literally to live. Um, like <laughs> I actually don't think the Christian can live the Christian life aside or apart from consuming scripture and i say consuming i don't mean like kind of scrolling on instagram i mean like like taking it in mm-hmm. you know what i mean like this is my daily bread um i don't think we can live the way that god intends us to live if we are apart from that um in in number two and kind of in correlation to that is that it actually teaches us how to live right um it teaches us how to live the righteous life it teaches us you know, um, how to walk the paths of righteousness for his namesake. It, it lays out the reality and it's not about, um, which is why no comes first, because it's not about, and you've heard this and said this a billion times, it's not about necessarily the rules in which to live by, all, or, although there are some, mm-hmm. but it's because God creator, almighty creator of heaven and earth has defined in which how his creation should live. Right. And if I know him, mm-hmm and they know his character, then I know that he knows best, yeah. and he knows the way we should live is best for us. Therefore, 
why would I not want to absolutely. absolutely inhale all that he has for me? Yeah. And Jesus teaches us. He said, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. There is this beautiful rea- reality that the more you know God, the more absolutely. you love him, you're going to want to live by the standards and the absolutely. boundaries, yeah. uh, which he's called us to live because he knows this is the better way. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. So we know God, we live righteously in his character. And lastly, we share we have to actually, we have a, um, we all have yeah. one calling and that's to therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And if you don't know, like know the gospel of Jesus Christ, you can't share the gospel of Jesus right, Christ. Right, right. Therefore, you're abdicating your calling as a Christian hmm. to a pastor. Yeah. And that is our assignment. We've talked about this 10 million times. That's our assignment. Your assignment, whoever's listening, might be something different, working at the Bruce, working at wherever. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't change your calling as a Christian, which is to make disciples of all nations, right. baptizing them. So yeah. we all have a responsibility to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ wherever we're at. Yeah. And in order to be able to communicate that clearly and effectively, we have to actually read the Bible to yeah. know what it says. Um in so many different ways to be able to, you know, like Peter says, to be ready at any moment to make a defense for your faith, to uh, be able to have open eyes and open ears to communicate the gospel in a, a context that makes sense in that moment. But you actually have to know the scriptures yeah. to be able to communicate that. Yeah. So, uh, and, and that's just that's just important. My one of my favorite verses of all time: faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of Christ. Right. And we could do all the right things. We could love people well. We can exemplify Jesus, and all of that is great, but not at the cost or the absence of telling people the good news of Jesus. Absolutely. It's both and. And your good life, you know, again, how you live. I love, I'm all about this social evangelism, you know, where we just be good, we just be kind, and they'll know our love by, they'll know we're Christians by our love for one another. And again, that's talking about misunderstanding scripture. Yeah, totally. It has nothing to do about the unbelievers. That's all about the believers, those in the church. But the, the idea of loving one another, serving one another, well, all that does is give you credibility so that you can share with Very words good. what you believe. Because Absolutely. if you're living a life that's contrary to the message you wanted to speak, well, that's the hypocritical attitude that most people don't want to listen yeah. to. Hopefully you have self-awareness to not <laughs> share yeah. Yeah, in yeah, that yeah. moment. Totally. But a lot of people don't. No. Um, and we're, we're living and speaking and being aggressive and reacting just like everyone else in the world around us is. Yeah. But we're like, but Jesus can change your life. Yeah. Like, well, but just Jesus changed your life? Yeah. Is that the change you're talking about? <laughs> yeah. And so, so, again, how we serve one another gives credibility to share with the words what we believe. Absolutely. But we do have to share. Yeah. Because they have to hear something. They yep. can't just see something. Yeah. And um, and so it's beautiful. I yeah. think that, that the words, the word of God gives you the words to speak. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, I couldn't say it better than the Bible does. No. So I love it. You were talking about one thing you mentioned on Sunday was was beautiful is the effects of reading the Bible. Like, I mean, there's there's this idea of like you should read the Bible. It's the right thing to do. If you want to be a follower of yeah, Jesus, yeah, you yeah. need to know the Bible. And totally. that's and all that's true. Like we want you to know God. We want you to understand how yeah. to live. And we want you to be able to share the word of God oh, totally. effectively. And all that is true. And all that is right. And I, I again, my heart, my prayer for our community, if you're part of our community, is that you would read your Bible and pray every day. Like mm-hmm. I it's just like it's a mid it's my mission. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I want the word of God. I want that. I want you to be in love with the Word of God. Yeah. That you read it and you apply it and you pray. Yeah. 
daily, you know, that is something you are able to And I love reading through our 21 days of prayer and fasting, seeing people, hearing people respond, yeah. engaging God's word for the first time in a regular rhythm routine. Because a lot of us need a plan. You need to start somewhere. You need oh, a discipline. I still you need do. a plan, right? You can't just open the Bible and just wing it. You need a plan. Um, and so it's beautiful. But you talked about the positive effects yeah. that, that come from those who read the word of God. I think totally. it's pretty beneficial because if you need if you need any other reason the fact that you get to know God, <laughs> yeah, totally. Like if that's not enough for you, <laughs> yeah. If then then let this sink in because yeah. I think this is super this is super positive. It was really encouraging. Yeah, there was a study done in two thousand and nine and there's a lot of nuance to it, but basically it summed up to um, if you read the Bible at least four times a week, feeling loneliness or sorry, feeling lonely drops 30%. Hmm. Anger issues drop 32%. Bitterness in relationships drop 40%. Alcoholism drops 57%. Wow. Premarital sex drops 68%. Hmm. Feeling spiritually stagnant drops 60%. Sharing your faith jumps 200%. Wow. Discipling others jumps 230%. Wow. Like the reality of the living active word of God actually transforms lives right transforms communities yeah transforms families yeah um and and i set that up in the reality of we read the bible to know but not like head knowledge although yes that's important that's why i said we don't we don't read the bible just for information because we do need the information but it has mm-hmm. to lead to transformation right it has to it can't just be something that we just oh check done but I, we actually need to sit under the weight and the authority of Scripture and let mm-hmm. it transform our lives. Yes. This is where Romans leads us in, right? Do not be conformed by the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the yeah. renewing of your mind. And we understand how when we read Scripture, it renews our mind. Absolutely. And when your mind is renewed, your priorities shift. Yeah. Your passions shift. Yeah. Your purpose in Everything life shifts. just changes. When you're consuming the things that are, you know, we were talking about it even this morning a little bit, is this idea, you know, sometimes we just consume things that aren't even bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not bad things, like in and of themselves, or yeah. very neutral things, yeah, but yeah. they're just distractions totally they're just things that just take space yeah, yeah and when you can eliminate those things even in seasons mm-hmm. so you can allow your heart and your mind to be transformed and filled with the word of god it's amazing how your appetite changes yeah. you know it's like i remember not drinking i used to love coke and i would drink coke all the time like multiple cans a day mm-hmm. and i kind of made a commitment to eliminate coke from my diet for a season and um and i and so i I stopped drinking it. And then I remember going back and drinking Coke and I was like, Didn't oh, mess you up. man, that is sweet. Like it was just, I couldn't, I couldn't, my appetite had shifted. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and it, I think this is the same thing too. I think if we're able to eliminate the, fa- and this is where the fasting is a beautiful part of this process is eliminate some of the distractions and the things that consume our minds totally. and allow ourselves to consume the word of God, study the word of God, to know the heart of God. It is, so to your point of why those things change is mm-hmm. your appetite changes. Yeah. You don't <laughs> crave those things anymore. No. And actually you get excited about the word of God, which makes you want to tell people about it more because mm-hmm. you're telling people what you're excited about. You don't tell people what you're not excited about. No. You just don't <laughs> talk about it because yeah, you're not excited totally. about it. And so there's this beautiful cause and effect, but it's all in this life-giving yeah. manner. Yeah, I read through there were so many things I wanted to say. It's insane. <laughs> but I I finished up Ezekiel. I'll give you another time. You can preach again soon. <laughs> about that specifically. <laughs> about that. I finished part up two. Ezekiel yesterday. Um and the part where the Lord commands Ezekiel to tear up the scroll and eat it. Okay. And 
uh, it's as sweet as honey and it like blows him away. Mm. But then it very quickly transitions into the reality that it's a very sour. It doesn't say this scripture, but this was my interpretation. It's a very sour and bitter cup for the unrighteous and the wicked. Mm. And the reality of going to what you're saying is that the the contents of our heart to want to pursue God and read scripture more, the sweeter and the better it's going to get mm. as we continue wow. to grow with him. Yeah. Um, but if we're, uh, you know, apart from that, then the words of God that we'll receive are you know, judgment. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and the beautiful thing about it, and you said this yesterday in your message, is that the, the Word of God is living. Oh, so so not only does it provide life for us, it is living, a meaning you can read it over and over and always. God is speaking to you through it all the time. Like yeah. the, the interpretation doesn't change, and we'll talk about this next. Is yeah. The interpretation, but the application does change. Yeah. Oh. The application, how do you apply this to your life in the seasons of your life, totally. in, the, in, the, in the situations you're going through, and even your understanding as your understanding grows and changes. Yeah. The application may change. The interpretation remains the same, but yeah. the application changes. So talk to us about that. Yeah. I know we're kind of getting to the end, but as we talk about reading scripture, yeah. so you gave us three kind of points to lean on yep. that we need to Three questions we should be asking at any time we open scripture. Totally. To not just read scripture, but to understand it, to study it, to know it. So talk us through that process. A couple very practical lines to keep in mind um, as you're approaching scripture. Number one, Jesus is king and context is everything. Ooh. Meaning that Jesus is the hero in every story yeah. and all of scripture points to him. Yeah. We don't replace ourselves with Jesus or really the hero in any story. Rather, Jesus is. Right? If I had a hanky yesterday... I would have I would have waved my hanky that when you said <laughs> like I, David and Goliath. There are so many examples like David and Goliath. Was like I've got my giants and I'm strong. Like Dave, no, 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 no. Jesus is David. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the perfect David, and he crushes who Satan. Mm-hmm. He crushes Goliath. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like those kinds of things. Anyways, I digress. Jesus is king, so it means he's the hero. And context is everything, which mm-hmm. means that the Bible was not written to us although it was written for us. Right. All Christians, all believers for all time, the scriptures are for you, and the truth remains the same. The timeless truth of God's word remains the same, but it was not written to you. It was written to a specific per- person, by a specific person or people group, for a specific reason. Um, and number three, and this is the most practical one for all of us today, um, and hopefully a sobering one for you, is that I, I would love... So many times it's it's too hard. It's it's too difficult to read. I just don't understand. I would love to replace the language with it's too confusing or it's too hard with I just simply I don't understand yet. I love that. Just, I don't understand yet. I love it. Because there's no shame in that. There's no yeah. guilt in that because totally. it's like you're just allowing the spirit to lead you into truth. Yeah. And there's resources and we'll get into those for a second. But just just remove that language. Just mm-hmm. I don't understand yet. Yeah. Because that communicates a commitment to want to understand. Yeah. And that's Absolutely. beautiful. And it, it, it communicates a soft heart to learn, exactly. to grow. Totally. Because yeah. there's scriptures that I don't understand yet, let me tell you Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So just three very basic, simple ways of approaching scripture when you're studying a passage or a chapter or whatever. It's observation, interpretation, and application. Observation being, I'm going to sit with this text. I'm going to read it once. And then I'm going to slowly read it again. And I'm going to kind of consume what's the reality happening in this moment? Who's here? And the most important context is who wrote it? Mm -hmm. Who did they write it to? Why did they write it? When did they write it? 
and what's going on in the biblical narrative of where I'm reading. So we read a passage in 2 Kings, which we won't get into, but I need to understand what's happening in 2 Kings. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't, then I'm just going to superimpose my own understanding. It's impossible to read the scriptures without a bias. But it's we have to do our very best to remove our current cultural postmodernistic understanding of the world and superimpose our ideas into what the scripture has to say. Right. We need to do our darndest to understand where they're coming from in that moment. We'll never be an Israelite in Second mm. Kings in a Babylonian exile. So it'll never be perfect. But we can understand that that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. So we understand the observation and then just simply like dissect the text. Who's in it? What's going on? What's happening? That's a, that's a good one. What is actually happening right now? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've done our observation. We've kind of dissected the text, figured out what's going on in the passage. What's the context I'm reading in time-wise, God's timeline, all that kind of stuff. Then we can move into interpretation, which is very simply, what truth is God teaching these people? Right. Because the Bible can't mean, any part of the Bible can't mean something different to us than it meant to them. Right. So I'm reading in James. I need to understand what's happening in James, and I need to understand what the scriptures are teaching those people at mm-hmm. that time in their context. Yeah. So then I take the interpretation. There's one interpretation and many millions of different applications because all Christians of all time are in different contexts with different lifestyles. So there's one interpretation, not that any of us have it perfect, but there's many different applications. So we, we find the interpretation, allow the Spirit of God to lead us into truth, ask the Spirit of God to lead us into truth um, in, in the passage that we're in. Okay, this is what God is teaching them in that moment. Now, how do I apply that timeless truth to my life? Absolutely. Not what truth can I find that I'm feeling right now in the text, but the exact opposite. What truth, timeless truth, is God teaching these people, and how do I apply that truth to my life? Absolutely. And that's just a very basic way of how to walk through Scripture, observation, uh, interpretation, and application. I've heard it said you can't understand the here and now until you first understand the then and there. Absolutely. Right? So again, you can't apply the, the context, the text to here and now until you first understand the then and there. Yep, right? totally. So again, that's the observation and the application, mm-hmm. the observation and the interpretation. Yeah. And uh, and again, you may be thinking, well, how do I figure that out? Yeah. Like, totally. what do I do with that? Because that sounds great. Sure, but I didn't go to Bible college. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't have the resources. I don't have a, you know, a library of textbooks or resources. Let me tell you right now. Say, me either. <laughs> Google is so free. Google is free. And you know you can use Google, just don't just don't run with the very first one you read. Absolutely, you know, read read a few of them. Yeah, compare them. And to if each they're other. all saying the same thing, then it's probably reliable. Yeah, but a, a couple of really great resources that we were even talking about today, the Bible Project is a winner winner chicken dinner. The Bible Project just released the new update of their app, and it's got an it's got so many great resources oh. that are absolutely free. If yeah. you are a follower of Jesus and you want to study the Bible, you need to have the Bible Project yeah. app. You need to be gauging it. Oh, it's amazing. The videos they do are so well done. The yeah. context, the classrooms they offer, totally. The 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 systematic learning through mm-hmm. different sections of the Bible, yeah. different themes of the Bible. Brilliant. At the most basic level, yeah. and they've had this for years now. I remember doing it in junior high. They have a basically a scriptural walkthrough of each section of each book of the entire Bible. Yeah. And it gives you what happened as a kind of 30,000 foot context in the book, where they're at in the moment, who the author is, who they're writing to, what's going on. Like all the context that you could possibly need is in a five minute video. Yeah. Free. 
if accessible. Oh, 100%. If not, there's a small write-up on each page where it says the author, the time, who they were writing to, what was happening. Yeah. You read that, that's more than enough context that you need. Yeah. To understand just what's going on right now. Yeah. Um, but there's so many different things. And then we move to interpretation, and then you're like, well, how do I know? First of all, first and foremost, the spirit leads you into all Absolutely. truth. That's number one. Um, and it's very easy to fall to Google or to fall to Got Questions, uh, which is another website. That's fantastic. Gotquestions.org. Got .org, which we've, I've used and you've yeah. used uh, millions of times. It's great. But allow the spirit to lead you yeah, yeah. <laughs> into the truth first. Um, he inspired the scriptures. He can teach you too. Yeah. Um, and allow that to be true, and then maybe confirm that with things that you find online. Yeah. Um, talk to a, a pastor. Like one thing that I love is something called like community hermeneutics, which is like we're reading the Bible together and actually as a community figuring mm-hmm. out what up. It almost sounds like a small group. Almost sounds. I was going to say, great it sounds idea. very similar to the heart Maybe of small group. Maybe you should sign up for a small <laughs> group and study the Bible together. There's a great study happening on Peter. First Peter. First yeah. Peter. Such a good book. That is fire, and you should do that. Mm. Um, all that to say, shameless plug, we then find that interpretation, which, uh, again, like I said, it's not too hard and it's not too confusing. You could do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Christians have been doing it for thousands of years. Yeah. We can do it. And then when that truth is revealed, and another thing that I want to say really briefly that I didn't get into yesterday. Uh, I heard someone once say uh, the definition of modern preaching is making the Bible say more than it actually needs to say. Hmm. Digging into like the little nuances and it's like, oh, I love how Jesus took a nap and and oh, I love it. We have a God who naps and is at rest. It's like, bro, Jonah napped on a boat too. Like, don't miss the forest for the trees. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's like all great and awesome, but it's actually not that hard to find what the Bible is actually trying to teach you. Mm-hmm. Um, so approach it that way. Yeah. You don't have to like nuance and dissect every single tiny word, although you can. But again, don't miss the truth for the you know nuance. Yeah. Um. But once that interpretation comes to light and it's like, okay, I, this is really what God is just plainly communicating. Okay, what does that mean for me today, right now, in this season of my life? Mm-hmm. Um, and even many different applications means many different seasons of life too, um, depending on where you're at. Like the, during my shred in this season, I've done the shred five or six times now, and I have seen more this year than ever before. Mm. And I don't know if I was just stupid or not paying attention before, but it's it's crazy. It's crazy. And again, like we've said before, there's you could read the same thing over and over, and one day it just clicks, and, and that's the Spirit's working. Mm-hmm. That's the living, active Word of God leading you into all truth um, and gracing you for the moments that you can actually handle and receive. Right. Um, and I think that's great. And just trust the process. Yeah. Walk through it. Observation, yeah. interpretation, application, and that's how you can really study the scriptures and approach it um, with humility, approach it with the reality that it transforms you and approach it that its truth becomes your truth, not the other way around. Yeah. And what, what and that to me, I think this, this is a beautiful opportunity and understanding, listen, I'm not, I may not know and grow at the same pace as somebody else and that's okay. You know, I may be starting at the entry level of understanding God's word in, in the, in a very baby step format, it may feel like it, 
but just take a step. Yeah. Just start. Just start reading it. It's a it. snowball effect. It does. It does grow. And if you don't know where to start, maybe you've never taken the challenge of actually reading God's word. I would encourage you to find a plan. Again, I'm a fan of you version, but mm-hmm. there's other plans out there. Find a plan. Follow the plan. Yeah. And uh, you know, start in the gospel. If yeah. you want to start in the gospel, start with the gospel of John. Yeah. Just just read it and just give yourself pay. Go intentionally slow. Something I love the Bible Project talks about is like we're gonna go slow by design mm-hmm. because we want you to just sit in the text. Yeah, that's you know, don't don't just is. rush through it yeah. just to read it, but sit in it, ask questions, and uh, and just allow the Word of God to reveal Himself to you because He says Jesus tell. I mean Jeremiah tells us if we seek the Lord with our whole heart, we will find Him. Absolutely, and so. It's a beautiful invitation that he's given to every one of us. Awesome, Spencer. Thanks so much. Very good. So thanks so much for joining us for Sunday Encore. We do pray that this sparks some Jesus-centered conversations in your home and your small group as you grow into an overflowing relationship with Jesus. Jesus.